I am Bobby the Awesome, and I am welcoming you to 321 No Kidding. Happy to be here. It's Monday, December 14th in my world, and I'm off to a good start so far in the day. I hope you are as well. I have to continue to share what I'm learning from this, this miracle challenge because it's so enlightening to me, and I think that you can benefit from it. So I'm going to keep telling you about it. I did my day 10 assignment. I actually listened to it yesterday and then went through it again today. And here was the premise that we learned. And I'm actually, I'm feeling a little proud of myself because on some level, I've already done this, but didn't know I was doing this. (laughs) But it explains why I feel so good most days. So the principle had to do with spiritual metabolism. I never heard of such a thing until yesterday, to be honest. And it has to do with just like how we metabolize in our body. And let me give James McNeil the credit for this because that's the program I'm in and, and doing. But it has to do with when our body metabolizes food, for example, we flush out what it doesn't need. We take the good and then we flush out what it doesn't need. And it's the same principle, I guess, with spiritual metabolism, so the he he gave us homework on the three things to do to do this spiritual flush so to speak and he tells us we have to do it every day. And this makes so much sense to me after being here with you almost every single day for the last 9 months because this is what I do when I tell you things and I had no idea. So he does it in the in the premise of GIF, not GIF like something funny on the internet, but GIF is G stands for gratitude. I stands for (laughs) not I'm drawing a blank like I am. Oh, sugar. I can't remember. I and F is for forgiveness. I think I, I has something to do with taking notice of what has happened, the good stuff that has happened. I don't know if it's, it's not intentions though. Oh, geez. All right, it'll pop up. But anyway, here's the premise. You, we, I, whoever, whoever decides to do spiritual metabolism cleanses or or whatever the language is, it involves every 24 hours doing these things. So first you write a gratitude list. That is not foreign to anyone. We talk about it. The world talks about it. Everybody talks about it. Or at least in the circles I run, I hear about it all the time. And the reason I hear about it all the time is because it works. So let's be grateful and write a list. I'm not even going to give you requirements of a list if you want to do this, but be grateful. The I stands for, I know what it is. It's acknowledging the, oh, insights. That's what it is. So any insights from the day before that you learned about yourself, about others, about your recovery, about your healing, whatever, insights. And then F is for forgiveness. And I love this because we're getting taught to write forgiveness letters, which again, I've heard before, but I'm actively working through this in this challenge. And 
the premise is in 30 days from now and I have all my forgiveness letters done and I burn them all, what happens when I need to forgive someone in the future? That's kind of the way he, he presents it. And the key is to just flush it and forgive and just get it out of your system every day. So you're kind of clearing your plate. I really think this is how I related it to how I've been acting the last, you know, almost year is I get to, <laughs> I get to do all this on the air with you. So I'm documenting it. I'm just documenting it in a different way, but it's beautiful because it makes so much sense about my livelihood. So I express gratitude to you guys all the time. I talk about gratitude all the time. I share my insights and my learnings with you every day and the little miracles and the stuff that goes on. And then I talk through, now I will admit, I have not done forgiveness in 24 hours for all applicable situations. (laughs) However, now that I have this nugget, I will definitely make a better effort on making the forgiveness go through fast. And remember, guys, forgiveness is not about other people. It's about us. And it's about us just cleaning our, our slate. That's what he called it, was cleaning our slate so every day gets to be a new day. And that's way better than carrying around the garbage, right? Or the luggage or the full bucket of negative shit that we talk about. So I just, I really appreciated the way he presented that. And yeah, you're going to keep hearing about it because it's it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Okay, so where are we? We're on December 14th. Let's see what Bastrand Russell says. A happy life must be a great extent, must, wow, let's try again. A happy life must be to a great extent a quiet life, for it is only in an atmosphere of quiet that true joy can live. During active addiction, we really rarely felt content. Quite the contrary, we lived in a constant turmoil. We had no models for a quiet mind, much less a quiet life. And so we lived with a constant noise in our heads, like static on the radio. In recovery, we learn again and again that our old ways of coping no longer work. They make too much noise, and we don't tolerate the noise as well as we used to. Now we welcome quiet. We seek out quiet places, calm people, and serenity in our daily activities. We also find that a calmer life and no longer need We also find that we enjoy a calmer life and no longer need the quick pace of excitement all the time. We enjoy all our daily communing with our higher power and appreciate our quiet time in the morning and evening. Today, help me quiet my mind. Help me seek serenity one day at a time. Okay. I know. I'm a blue October junkie. But let me just tell you that there's a blue October song called Quiet Mind. I'm really thinking Justin has this recovery shit figured out. He's just amazing. And maybe I'll put in a couple lyrics like I did the other day for uh, the other song, Inner Glow. I'm really digging this correlation, to be completely honest. Uh, Justin lost his father this month, and, you know, the holidays are already hard enough. And he hasn't been... I mean, he, he's still showing up every day for his audience, don't get me wrong, but some of his live activities and, and things have been on hold. And I think he comes back this Friday night in, in full-blown, just in capacity, doing their live shows. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, quiet mind. So for me, it, it's so funny. I was just thinking about this last night, not in the context of recovery, just in the context of life. Like what will ever happen if I live with someone again? And it was all just in this premise of quiet time and my quiet space and my quiet routine. Like some days I feel like a little old lady or a hermit because I'm just, I'm still social, but I really like my space and controlling the quiet. Like I go to people's houses and the TVs are going in the background or if there's kids running around, like that stuff, I could feel my body tense up and change because I'm just not used to it. It's not that anybody's doing anything wrong. It's just that I'm so used to my quiet. And of course, we can tie in meditation and that deliberate quiet time. Another thing that James mentioned this morning was about being early risers. And I love being an early riser. I love the first hour or two of my day. That's just mine. And I might goof off a little. I might work a little. If I'm communicating with my team, because it's their afternoon when it's my morning. Well, depending on how early I get up. But at any rate, I love mornings for that. Like I could just go sit outside, have a cup of coffee. Of course, once I can live in warmer climates and just chill in the morning. I, I love quiet. I think this reading really is trying to talk to us a little bit more about our inside quiet than my outside quiet examples that I'm just giving you. But again, I always tell you what just falls out of my mouth. So that's where we're at. And it's it's true. I think of the noise of manipulation. That's actually what I think of when I think about when I was gambling and not just manipulating other people, manipulating my budget, manipulating myself, you know, like convincing myself that it's okay to go or it's okay to spend or it's okay to blow off people, places and, you know, events because I wanted to go gamble. And uh, there's definitely some value. My brain still goes all the time, right? Like I think it's, I don't know about that concept of addictive personality. I'm not really sure how I feel about that yet. And I would welcome anybody's perspective on that anyway. So I don't know if it's like an active or addictive personality, but I definitely have a busy mind that's, even though I'm not thinking about gambling now, I am thinking about next steps and, uh, my my business brain, I guess, is what's turned on all the time. That's what's kind of goes in my learning brain, especially this year. I think you know the things to do and all of that. the The gift I've given myself, though, is the ability to think about the quiet time and make a deliberate effort in it. That's where, like, my meditation practice comes in, for example. Or my walks that I go by myself. I'm still trying to program myself on walking without learning or listening, you know, to a podcast, to a coach, to whatever content that I think will make me a better person. I still struggle with that and I need to do a better job at that. But I I definitely can tell a difference on how my brain works. And that's part of why I needed to escape my nine to five job, right? Right. 
because my brain was going with that. My brain was going with my business. My brain was going with recovery. My brain was just going, 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 and it wasn't quiet enough. And one of the tricks, I will tell you, one of the tricks that this has helped me with, because this is kind of crazy. There are people out there, <laughs> very similar to me, believe it or not, but there's at least two meetings that I go to a week that start off with meditation. And, and I say that because it's about being quiet. One of the groups, you know, if one of the women is struggling that week or having a hard time or just needs some bonus love, we literally sit there and do like a moment of silence for them and send them love and, you know, good energy, good vibes. And this is kind of new to me. I never did this stuff, you know, a few years ago. I, I was just starting to learn about meditation and, and the quiet. And quiet makes us uncomfortable if we're not used to it, right? I, I still find myself doing it in conversation. So say you're on a long car ride with someone and, you know, there's too much silence. It, it, I, I still find myself initiating conversation or whatever. But you know what? It's okay to sit there in silence sometimes. It's okay to just be. And that is definitely something I'm working on. And we'll continue to work on because it's definitely more, life is better when I'm more chill and relaxed and quiet. That's my thoughts on that. So I am going to, I'm going to go look up and see if there's any verses in the song that tie into the reading. I'm imagining there is. So I'll put them in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's kick butt on this week, guys. Let's have a a great Monday and a great rest of the week. And if you're listening to this in the future, let's have a great day and week at that time. It's it's just all good. All right, beautiful people. I will be back tomorrow. Thank you for being here with me. I so appreciate you.